Welcome to episode 73 of Control Alt Revolt. I'm Nick Cole. And I'm Single White Medusa. And we are back after our uh, extended weekend. Yeah, and we sound well rested and energetic because we've had a, you know, little time off. So we're ready to go. We had to get ready for Tuesday. Tuesday is the big uh, slugaroni fest for the battle for California as a. Uh, we go up against, uh, I think it was something like $70 million in spending wow. on behalf of Newsom, really George Soros, mm-hmm. um, against our $15 million. But a lot of us are pissed off. I would say right now, here at about 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm not super, uh, I'm not super excited that we're going to win. Um, is it, you know, $70, 70 million is hard to overcome. Having said that, we've passed one polling place that had lines out the door, so that was a good thing, right? Right, yeah. Um, we went there a couple days ago, yeah. and we walked right in because they had early voting, but yeah, it was the longest lines I've ever seen, even compared to a presidential election day. Like, because, I don't know, there are always so many polling places. I've never seen lines like that. I, sh- I know they have them elsewhere but i mean that was unusual for this area so there's that and then over on my twitter feed i made a mem about gavin newsom going to french laundry and the 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 sort of dem twitter showed up to just like slam it so i know that hit a nerve i'm guessing they spent a lot of money on twitter bots out of china because there's some telltale signs improper usage of the of english uh improper usage of california terms I'll give you a spoiler. In California, we don't call California Cali. We call it California when we're referring to it. But we are so tribalized in California. This is something that most people don't understand. We refer to different parts of California by specific lingo. So just to give you a few examples, um, in Orange County, we obviously refer to it as the OC, or we also refer to South County. That's another thing. Or SoCal and NorCal. SoCal and NorCal is another one. Uh, We'll say the IE or the Inland Empire to represent uh, another portion of the state. But but we can always tell when someone is not from around here when they talk about it as being Cali. We don't believe in it as Cali. We don't call it Cali. And we know that there's a rap culture that's from other states that feels that California is some paradise where they can live in. And so they call it Cali. And so... That kind of tell, it's very telltale to us. Like I said, California is very tribalized. Uh, If you're not supposed to be in a certain area, you usually don't go there. Um, You usually stick to your area, and it's really like in in many ways, it's minimum two separate states, but in a lot of ways, it's it's three separate states. Um, There is really Southern California, Northern California, and then the, the vast sort of like spaces in between which are very rural, very rural places. But so I know that they're worried uh, about what's happening. I know that um, it certainly seems, I'm going to turn up the AC. I hope I don't ruin the background. It's getting a little Maybe hot. split the difference like that? I don't want to, like that. that's not splitting the that difference. That is three. Three okay. is splitting the difference. It's not splitting any kind of difference. <laughs> that's like when you, 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 your mom would have like a bag of uh chips ahoy yeah and your intention was to eat the whole bag uh-huh and she's like well you can have three let's split the difference three's not bad that's i thought you were gonna split say the one. difference well, not split it's not the difference totally but... that's just three mom <laughs> did you like chips ahoy 
Everybody back in the day, Chips Ahoy was the shiz. I've never been a big fan. Like compared to homemade, they're like kind of sad, right? Well, not all of us had <laughs> Jenny of Simple Time Farms, mom who stayed home and baked cookies all the time. Some of us just had a key, a bag of Chips Ahoy. <laughs> And afternoon cartoons! Okay, well that sounds nice then. <laughs> I did try them a little later. There's worse. Bit. They're not bad. There's Lorna Dunes. Ooh, yeah. Oh, and if you were from the 70s, your parents were on some sort of Weight Watchers. Because that was the whole, you know, like, here, have a have a NutraCal cookie. Oh, yeah. You are like, this tastes like yogurt, oh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And cardboard. You sure you want that ice cream? How about a nice fresh scoop of cottage cheese? Low fat! <laughs> No thanks, Mom. I'd rather eat the barrel of a shotgun. I think that child was you for some of your life, because I know you had to have carob instead of chocolate. I, I had a hyper... And carob is not good, I remember. All I know is that if I was a kid nowadays, they'd put me on ADHD medication I back know. then. And I'm not high strong. No. Like, no, I was just a normal kid. I did a lot of sports. I ran around, and if you gave me sugar, that was rocket fuel. Yeah, but I mean, like, you're just... You have an energetic personality, yes. but I think that's great. Same with like, and it's a different personality, but my dad has a different kind of energetic personality than you, but very energetic where like when he was a UPS driver, that's what he did for his whole career until he retired. People would uh, ask him if he was high. <laughs> like he's not, he no, like he wasn't doing drugs at all, but like that's how energetic he was. Like people literally thought he was like on uppers or something, but like energetic's awesome. Mad TV even made a sketch about him. Oh, the, <laughs> that's true. That was my dad. The UPS driver. Always yeah. hopping around. That yeah. was your dad. He, yeah. was a, he was a hopping, moving UPS driver. <laughs> exactly. So why you would want to squelch that out of kids, I think, is really sad. Cause... Because you want to destroy males. And mm-hmm. you, you know, like, oh, now, that's a Alex Jones conspiracy theory right there. <laughs> You're talking about, you know, like, yeah, they don't want to destroy males or anything like that. Kathleen Kennedy announces yesterday that we're going to have a female reboot of Indiana Jones. Oh, gosh. Everything must be rebooted with females. <sighs> all males must be destroyed and must be bad, and all the women must govern in government until they find out work is hard and it gives you cancer and fights last for three days, whereas men, like women go and they have a confrontation at work. And I've watched women. And that confrontation goes on for three days as they live in stress about it and blah, 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 blah. Men have a fight at work and go out for a beer with that guy later. Wow. You know, men don't care. That's why men really are supposed to. And I, I was running a car today. I had to run another car. And um, I was talking to the girl about it. And she was telling me about this customer that got in her face. And I said, you know, I'm going to tell you something. And I know it because she was a young girl. I said, I know this is unpopular, but I'm past the point of caring anymore so i'm just going to tell you what the best thing is women shouldn't work you know uh it's great more power to you if you want to do it and everything like that but women take things seriously like work which is great i think i I like going to places where women work generally you're probably going to get like a really good sandwich or (laughs) that's going to be totally taken out of context like if you go to a restaurant where women work your order is not going to be screwed up if there's a guy there and there's girls there, your order's going to get screwed up. Like, we've noticed at In-N-Out Burger, <laughs> yeah. when it's the guy crew, um, more often than not, it's just 
a, a tick off. Like it's, it's a tick off. Like not every time, but a lot of times. Yeah. If it's ever a little bit off, we're like, it was like an all all young guy crew. Yeah. Like there's something about but it. But work is a lot of frustration and stress, and women take that seriously. And because they're emotional and like someone comes in and screams at them and that ruins the next three days of their life. Or someone comes in and says, my life is ruined. And, you know, women take that response like personally. Mm. And so they take that on. Guys don't. Guys are like, well, that's a bummer. Tough for you. It's almost five o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> they no longer pay me to care at 501. And that's that's not a good thing. And I wish there were balances. But for women... You look at why women kind of get sick earlier than men later in life, like 30s and 40s and stuff like that. I think 20 years of the modern work environment makes women sick, makes them hard, makes them sick and things like that. And so I just told this girl, I said, you know, you do whatever you want. I know, mighty girl, STEM. I think all that's great and I think you can do it. But as a 52-year-old guy kind of aiming towards the barn, getting ready to wrap it up, you want to have a great life, you should find a dude that you love and you should marry him and maybe you guys could start a business together like Single White Medusa and I have. Or maybe you could just do the really awesome, best, most societal building work ever and take care of your family. That's more important than anything. And not have this stress. You know, not but 20 years of a customer coming in screaming at you because they didn't get the rental car right. I said, that's going to make you sick. You're going to have cancer by the time you're 38. You yeah. Know? And she's like, yeah, you're right. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not saying anything about women. I'm just saying work's hard and work has a tendency to make you sick. No, you're right. And I am not used to, I would not have agreed with you on that because I was a big work person, career you're person. You're the workingest person I know. Right. Um, but, you, but I'm one of those You're people. the one that taught me that. It made me sick. You, you like, worked yourself sick. Yeah. So like, And we should I have a it. podcast where we talk about how you got sick. And how you recovered someday, yeah. because I think a lot of people need to hear that. Yeah, let's do that soon. Because I, I think you, I think you teased that show idea like one of our first shows, and then we never did it. So we probably it's, should. It's the kind of clever podcaster I am. <laughs> I just, I just throw that carrot out there in front of the audience mule and dangle it, and then the mule just plows the vast field of this podcasting empire, waiting for me to talk about you, Single White Medusa, <laughs> and your journey toward health. Yeah. I'm almost getting into my Jack Nicholson impression. Yes. Okay. I won't do <laughs> Yeah, but that. I am even happier now. Like, yeah, now that happy. I left the work world. You wake world. up every day now and say, I'm happy. And I say, like, I feel so great. And you feel great. And you can, yeah. you do, you do CrossFit with me. You lift weights now. You, all things that you never used to do. And then the other day, something surfaced from your old work where some dumb bitch said um, something about 9-11 and then turned it into, um, you need to get vaccinated. Don't tell me you care about 9-11 if you're not willing to get vaccinated, which yeah. was totally that group of people that you so worked horrible. with. And, and like you seethed for about two days. I did. And yeah, yeah like it still, it still makes me really angry. Especially because that girl was a newbie. Like, my last, one of my last shows, like, that was her <laughs> first show. Like, it's not even like she was a long timer and yeah. she can kind of run her mouth. It's like, you haven't even done that much yeah. there. Like, what? Coming in and, and talking trash. Yeah, like, that was so offensive to, yeah. to people yeah. on the other you side. You waited a good 12 years before you started talking trash. If that. I mean, like, and I, I didn't really talk trash. You did. <laughs> I talked trash on your behalf. Like, on my behalf. Yeah, I was sick of the people at your work. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, you mentioned Alec Jones. 
The funny thing Alex is... Alex Jones. Oh. Alex Jones is <laughs> right. the British version of Alex Jones. Let me see <laughs> if I can nail I that impression. So, Alec <laughs> Jones. He's still got to have the gruff voice and everything like that, but he's got to have it in a proper English voice. So, that's a British Alex Jones, where he kind of speaks with a little bit of upper-class lisp. There's not really an Alec Jones that's British, is there? I don't oh, think so. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, what? They both have growly voices? <laughs> you, you are the I'm perpetual global. villager. Right. So. Oh, mister. You would think, maybe, yes. you guys, listeners, might think. You might think. That we would be major longtime Alex Jones listeners. I would, you know, you might think that because we're so right wing. The first weird t- thing first is, time confession, long time crazy. <laughs> but the weird thing is, like, we actually had I gotta never have really more listened AC. to him. Okay, all right. Oh, it's, okay, let's go for uh, four. We I'm had, sorry. We had never actually listened to him. Um, I knew who he was, but I just had never Your listened to him. Your first acquaintance with Alex Jones was at the opera with a fellow opera singer. Unknown caller. <laughs> sorry. And... Uh, <laughs> A fellow opera singer who you would have never suspected as being a Alex oh. Jones listener. And who was it? It was Verinia. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. This is my... Uh, so this will be my little rant for people. And I don't think this is really people that listen to us. But if when we talk about conspiracies, conspiracy theories... You're annoyed and you're like, ugh, conspiracy theories. I don't know if anyone is like that. You guys all seem to enjoy it too. But if you're that, I would say, even if you don't believe, don't you just like hearing it because it's interesting? Because that was my experience with this woman, Verinia, that he's talking about, that I worked with. Man, one evening when we were not being used on stage and we were just stuck in the dressing room, um, and I was in the secondary dressing room because I wanted to not be around a bunch of people and there weren't that many people in there she comes in there and she starts unloading all of her like super out there conspiracy theories on me and like I didn't the cat people believe any of it but it was such an interest I was like tell me more the because grace. it was so crazy the, yeah the protective barrier I mean there's so the good cat many... people and the bad cat people I mean cat planet was like a little bit of it but most of it yeah most of it I, and I don't think she called it jobs. repticons but skin she thought job. that there were good ones and bad ones and if she didn't call it repticons it was basically repticons she thought that there was going to be some sort of major earth upheaval that would be Gaia like uh I don't know transforming the world or something it was so insane and like the funny thing is like a lot of conspiracy theory people they they they're not like a hundred percent like this is the truth they're just more like yeah i think it might be this thing like the the facts kind of show this no she was 100 percent. this is the absolute truth i'm 100 percent about it and like and then she uh, confessed wanted... to you that, that she listened to alec jones alex jones <laughs> yes that's true and she was a. Uh... and i just never would have guessed because she seemed and, like a major lit and in the culture alex jones is crazy right Um, yeah like that's that's the thing yeah except lately lately so we listened to him a little bit this weekend and we found him very entertaining for one well like he made us laugh a lot the first lately is that alex jones is turning out to be right a lot exactly that was the other thing i was gonna say yeah the stuff that he's been saying for 20 years you know again like just let's go with one example epstein apparently jones beat that drum since 2001 yeah at least you know and there have been a lot of other things to the point that i even had a 
call yesterday with a close business contact and out of the blue he says to me he goes you know i know this army captain he's a really good friend of mine and he's like because we we're talking about how crazy thing is things are and deals that we're making and you know wanting to get paid up front because inflation is getting out of control so we don't want to get paid in six months on delivery because we don't know where inflation will be we want the money now so we can invest it and my friend was saying i won't name them um, because maybe they don't want to be named. Um, and he was just saying, you know, it's so crazy. I have this friend who's an army captain and he's like, I'm starting to listen to Alex Jones. He's like, I know he's crazy, but I'm agreeing with everything that he says. And so over the weekend we were driving around and the Medusa says, Hey, let's listen to this Alex Jones thing because, you know, he's kind of morphing into the vaccine debate and he's been on Rogan and, and he also, uh, interviewed, uh, uh, Dr. Zelenko, which single white Medusa really, really likes. I like him too. He's a cool guy. Mm-hmm. He's the one that helped Trump get through COVID. And uh, thanks to God. And um, so uh, we checked out an episode. And yeah, it's crazy. Like, I mean, there's stuff in there that's like, I mean, it's wild. But then you're like, this is not stuff that I disagree with. Mm-hmm. And like, like there, here's an example today. And it, it's just so Alanis Morissette comes out and says the record business is nothing but pedophiles trying to have sex with children. Now, if anyone's going to know that, it would be Morissette. You know, Morissette was a child star from Canada. She was on that show. You can't do that on television. Then she became, you know, had a mid '90s big album. You know, whatever. So if she makes that statement, kind of like Rose McGowan talking about Clinton, yeah. You were in the room. You know, a lot of people can say a lot of things, a lot of cute people, a lot of pizza people, whatever. But you seem to be speaking from experience. Okay, that's cool. So then I was going through my feed and someone said, you know, just because someone says this about one industry doesn't necessarily mean it's widespread and pervasive like QAnon is saying. Pizzagate. And I'm like, yeah, six months ago... I would have said that same thing, you know, I, I, I would have said, you know, you can't, you know, you can't, I don't know what it's called, but sampling bias or whatever. You can't just paint with a broad brush on a lot of things, even though I, I tend more towards sociology than psychology and things like that. I, I do like, I think looking at collective behaviors is underrated in a lot of ways, except when you look at data science and you look at what's hot now, it's amazing the people who are actually using, um, sociology as predictive behavior and modeling are the people making a lot of money but you know in the vast sort of like mainstream medical neuroscience kind of establishment they're like oh sociology is just racism and blah 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 but it's like uh, i see people actually using sociology effectively so um i would have made that statement i would i would have said i don't think necessarily that just because there's these bad apples over here that means that there's just because these record executives are molesting people molesting children um does that mean that there is there is a conspiracy of um government and societal elites who are molesting children except you know lately i've been following some rabbit holes and looking at some things that are actually court documented like the franklin children's scandal and you know other things like that where time and time and time again there are sex rings 
abusing children at the highest levels of power, be it Epstein or be it the Republicans in the mid 90s in the Midwest, you know, which is the Franklin scandal and other things. And like there's the Nickelodeon scandal. The guy who used to be on head of the class is one of the biggest child molesters in Hollywood. There's Brian Singer. You begin to look around at a lot of things and you're like, I don't know it's as it's as isolated as people say. Then you watch Joe Biden this weekend run like a zombie torpedo for a child to get his hands on it in the middle uh, on the child in the middle of a ceremony. I mean, like to watch that video is to like watch a drug addict running for meth, running for the needle, running for the pipe. I mean, it was like, you should watch the video. Maybe Single White Medusa will put it in the comments, but it's it's disconcerting that the President of the United States would behave that way. It's not just a sniffing, smelling, arms around, which all those videos are there re- repeatedly, but to actually see him deviate from where he's supposed to go to stumble run for it, to get his hands on a child, it's insane. Like, it's creepy beyond belief. And one last thing that I would say is, Let's bring all the immigrants across the border because we're the kind and tolerant people. And there's 5,000 children currently missing. Currently missing. There's 5,000 children that have come across the border and they're missing. And when you go into these Epstein court dates or court filings, when you go into the Franklin court filings, when you go into that one where they find the finders, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you find that they use these kids that slip through the cracks how do you lose 5,000 kids? My gosh, I know. Well, plus there was the thing, I think it was a whistleblower um, that went forward on James O'Keefe, Project Veritas, but that works for, um, I believe, for ICE. And what was he saying? Like, um, they're a, if they're with, um, like if, if an MI, is it MI6? What do you call the gang? MS-13. MS-13. MI-6 is another gang. That's the British That's the, it's the British counterintelligence gang. Actually, it's intelligence. Yeah. Counterintelligence is fine. I get those names mixed yeah. up. So, MS-13. You Some said. would make the argument that they're the same. <laughs> so, if an MS-13 known uh, gang member um, wants to, what do they call it, like sponsor a child or whatever to bring them over, and they know like that that person is a, a person on their watch list... Um, they have to just let them sponsor that child and bring them over anyway. It's like they can't kind of take the child away from them or whatever, even though they know they're a known gang member and that it's obviously not their child. So I think, you know, they're basically trafficking them. And then our system is not letting people even do anything about it. No, it's, 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 it's getting highly weird. Um, So back to the Alex Jones thing, we're going to put a video in the comments and it's it's <laughs> Alex Jones talking about chimeras for 15 years for which is human animal hybrids and him just beating the crazy drum on this these pig babies are born out there they're low <laughs> IQ and it's really kind of something disturbing to uh, see the little human babies feeding off the pig and you know all these <laughs> crazy things that he's been saying for 15 years but there's the congress just a few months ago and a guy who seems to be on the right side gets up and says we've got to stop 
human-animal hybrid chimera testing. Now you go look that up and you'll find, let me tell you how you'll find out that it's true. Because you'll find a slew of articles saying, oh, it's not really monkey-human-hybrid-cow-pig babies. It's just testing for cosmetics and using cells and things like that. Pig heart transplant. Pig heart transplant. It's all good. Mm -hmm. Guaranteed using the reverse course thing. You want to find out something's true, go look it up on the internet and watch the host of articles telling you that the thing you're looking up is crazy. And that's led me to believe that the thing I'm looking up has to be shielded by a body of lies, which is what Alexander Solzhenitsyn said. The truth is so powerful, sometimes it has to be protected by a bodyguard of lies. I would use the word imprisoned. But um, so there's a guy in Congress who says, let's let's ban this horrible practice. And Congress says, no, let's keep it going. Let's be specific. I believe every single Democrat yeah. said no, yeah. but a, most or a lot of Republicans yeah, they banned, voted they, they, to ban They it, shut down they the ban yeah. so every that they could, they could keep doing this thing that's really not that bad, except the people who are kind of in the know and the stories that come out say it's really messed up. Like, it's actual humans, they're slaves, because and have no humanity or anything because they are born inside of an animal like and that this stuff has been going on and this stuff was talked about 40 50 60 years ago you think that they should oh let's not do it let's do it and you know you look at the chinese obsession with organ harvesting and cheap organs and things like that and you look at this way to do it yeah yeah of course i could i can do the long chain of reason that leads me to this this is not crazy to do this what scares the hell out of me is the other side it says it is crazy and then that makes me think well it is the truth so uh, we'll post that supercut of like 15 years of Alex Jones beating this drum on human-animal hybrid chimeras, and it's hilarious. Like, it, it, it almost becomes sort of some insane rap of him saying just stuff that's ludicrous, except that it turns out to be true. Yeah. I never actually understood that phrase the truth needs to be protected by a bodyguard of lies. That never made sense to me until this example. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense now. So anyway, You're welcome. Yeah. No, now I finally get it. They Did you have... hold the mic something? I'm going to look something up and just get ready to wrap this up on a, on a note that I think um, some of you may enjoy. Yeah, Nick was going to read something. That I don't even know what it is yet, so I can't wait to hear it, too. You said it was called Civilization 25, and you were going to... Or Universe 25, now it looks like. Um, so, yeah, we'll I'm looking forward to hearing that. this. What are, did you have any other topics you want to get to before we finish this up? Um, Let's see. Ba -da -ba -da. Not really. I mean, <laughs> just a real quick note that... Um, I want to know what's up with their obsession with photoshopping pictures, because now there was a, a new one. This time it wasn't of Biden; it was of John Kerry. Yeah, we got to get in. We that. we should do that. Get into that more. Let's let's do that in another episode okay. this week. But let's talk about it right now. Yeah, yeah, just real quick. So I mean, um, first when I looked at the picture, I was like, oh well, like what is it? How can they tell? But then, then they basically showed um, the backdrop that he's supposedly standing in front of with three other people like him and his aide and two other people supposedly in India. Well, then they show like, here's what the backdrop, the building that they're in front of, here's what it really looks like. And you're like, whoa, this whole like middle section is blacked out. But the thing is they kept this like seal 
there's like this seal up at the top of this arch. It's hard to explain, but you can see the arch through the seal, but yet you don't see the continuation of the arch all the way down to the ground. It's all blacked out. And so you can, like that made it really clear and you're like, what the heck? Like why, why do they continue and to this lie is, and this say is not, that they're Yeah, places? this is not the first time that this has happened going back to Joe Biden supposedly being in front of the White House and putting his hand in front of a mic and you can clearly see that it's going through the mic that he's not really there um there it gets pretty extensive when you look at either Kamala's facelift falling apart mm-hmm. or some sort of human mouth forming in her throat not even a human mouth like some sort of cthuloid mouth alien mouth, <laughs> alien mouth. <laughs> i mean they have gone in close on some of their collars and seen what looks to be the flaps of masks all of that sounds crazy all of it sounds crazy. I'm not going to tell you it's not. But why why lie? Yeah. Why lie about photos? Right. Why why do you have to have this pretend government? What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? Like just tell it. Like is it the White House is under remodel? I think it was supposed to be actually. Is it you can't get everybody together and because of covids and masks or whatever? Well, you don't seem to have that problem. We have all these videos catching you guys with the camera not on, not having the mask, and then suddenly having the mask. And so, you know, that that's not a concern. And one little th- thing, like, you ever notice now the elites like Ocasio-Cortez last night at her little party and everything like that? The, the elites who supposedly care for everybody and are people of the working people and all these kinds of stuff and, you know, la liberté, Che Guevara, all that kind of stuff, they never seem to be minded... Uh, they never seem to mind being surrounded by legions of people who are making the event happen for them. You know, literally like some sort of like 18th century noble fanning out their train and they're all being forced to wear masks, but the bright people are not like, isn't, doesn't that bother anybody as much as it bothers me? I mean, yes, that stuff, you know, you've been with me like in Hollywood, like when there's unequalness, like you've seen what lengths I'll go to, I will burn that shit down. Yeah. You know, I don't like that. So, I don't like that. Um, we started over the weekend, we started a um, Signal channel. So, Signal is an app. We will post a link in the comments today if you want to join on there. It is permission invite only because we want to keep the alphabet people out of it, like I've talked about. It is closed now. So, if you want to get into it, um, we will get you in uh, and you can go over there and vet. And there's the really cool thing about it is there's no one to report to. Like, the, like the little people that are trying to swarm me on Twitter today and I'm uh, no doubt filing tons of reports against me and everything like that. They can't do that over on Signal because there's no one to report it to. And so that's probably the alternative if you want to say things like vaccine, you know, and not get shut down and not get the COVID warning. Well, consider the Control-Alt-Revolt Signal channel. Uh, so far, it's been a really nice discussion. Um, it has ranged for a lot of things, and I've really been impressed with how people have just been having a lot of fun over there and getting to know each other, and it's seemed very social, and I'm trying to keep a hands-off approach and not tell anybody the way I want it to go or do anything or whatever. I've got a couple of admins uh, who are policing it and taking care of it, but I don't think they've had to police anything. They're just going to run the permissions, and it's really going nicely, and I hope that it continues 
to go nicely. If you would like to subscribe to the podcast, you can hit the subscribe button below and you can become a yearly subscriber uh, if you want to support it. You can become a foundational subscriber. I am working on these really cool things that I'm going to give the foundational people. They'll be collector's items. Yes, they're coming. I'm not giving up on them and it's going to be really cool. If you want to just support the podcast at the $100 level, you could go in there or you could just give five bucks a month. Um, or you can just listen for free because we're cool with that too and we just love to know you. But you know, if you want to help out, we really appreciate that too. I think today what we will uh, wrap things up on and we're planning to be back tomorrow and throughout the rest of the week, so don't despair, um, is a little post that was sent to me by Sinoken. So he is one of our people. He's cool, cool dude. Like him, play games with him. Um, the Universe 25 experiment is one of the most terrifying experiments in the history of science, which, through the behavior of a colony of mice, is an attempt by scientists to explain, scientists, that's what I was doing, I wasn't just hissing like Cobra Commander, to explain uh, human societies. I can read this like Cobra Commander if you want me to, but weird. Um, the idea of Universe 25 came from the American scientist John Calhoun, who created an quote-unquote ideal world in which hundreds of mice would live and reproduce. More specifically, Calhoun built the so-called Paradise of Mice, a specifically designed space where rodents had abundance of food and water as well as a large living space. In the beginning, he placed four pairs of mice that in a very short time began to reproduce, resulting in their population growing rapidly. However, after 315 days, their reproduction began to decrease significantly. When the number of rodents reached 600, a hierarchy was formed between them, and then the so-called wretches, quote-unquote, appeared. The larger rodents began to attack the group, with the result that many males began to quote-unquote collapse psychologically. As a result, the females did not protect themselves and in turn became aggressive toward their young. As the time went on, the females showed more and more aggressive behavior, including greenlighting a well-beloved well 1980s adventure franchise series called Indiana Jones. No, they didn't do that, <laughs> but you know, keep that in your pocket. Um, as time went on, the females showed more and more aggressive behavior, isolation elements, and a lack of reproductive mood, which is kind of what's going on right now. There was a low birth rate, which there is, at the same time an increase in mortality in younger rodents. Hmm. Suicide epidemic, anybody? Then a new class of male rodents appeared, the so-called quote-unquote beautiful mice, they refused to mate with the females or fight for their space. Whoa. All they cared about was food and sleep. All they cared about was food and sleep. Netflix and fast food. Netflix and fried things. Netflix and drugs. All they cared about was food and sleep. At one point... I just spit on my screen and now I can't see, stop seeing the spit. I got rid of it. At one point, the beautiful males and isolated females made up a majority of the population. I think you can put two and two together what's going to happen next. According to Calhoun, the death phase consisted of two stages. 
The first death and second death. The former was characterized by the loss of purpose in life beyond mere existence. No desire to mate, raise young, or establish a role within society. As time went on, juvenile mortality reached 100% and reproduction reached zero. Among the endangered mice, homosexuality was observed, and at the same time, cannibalism increased, despite the fact that there was plenty of food. Whoa. That's kind of stunning when you think about it. Plenty of food, cannibalism. That's weird. Weird stuff. Two years after the start of the experiment, the last baby of the colony was born. By 1973, he had killed the last mouse in the universe in Universe 25. John Calhoun repeated the same experiment 25 more times, and each with the same result. Calhoun's scientific work has been used as a model for interpreting social collapse, and his research serves as a focal point for the study of urban sociology. Wow. So when you look at that, the aggressive female uh, instincts sublimating the maternal, um, the males no longer having purpose, uh, engaging in homosexuality and cannibalism, not making any uh, judgments here on, you know, lifestyles and all that kind of stuff, because that'll get you in trouble. But I will say this, uh, not everything's good for you. Not everything is good for you. Love is love and all that kind of stuff. But you know what? As Frankenstein would say, fire, fire burn. Fire burn. You know, you know, you can't love fire. For fire is the devil's only friend. Bye-bye, Miss American Pie. <laughs> so uh, in, that ex- in that Universe 25 experiment, uh, yeah, there, you know, Sunokin was right. There's a lot of parallels to what we're seeing at this moment. What was the end result? Uh, two waves of death and the eventual annihilation of the colony. Hmm, that's that's weird. That's a weird aberration. Except when you re- reproduce something 25 times and it happens 25 times, we enter a very interesting moment. Um, that would be called the truth. That would be called what's going to happen, whether you love is love, whether you like it or not. All the things like all the things that people feel, I get it, totally valid. I'm not saying some of those things aren't strong feelings, but when you look at things that will hurt you, when you look at death on the horizon, it's something to consider that you could be creating like we're doing in California today, like I'm seeing on Twitter, people making fun of freedom in favor of medical tyranny and slavery, people criticizing those who want to think for themselves as opposed to just surrendering to the government will for more food and more sleep. We're entering a a death phase. And I think there's a lot of us that right now at this moment feel like this is the last gasp. This is the last chance. This is the last straw. I think we're entering the possible moment of having a revolt revolution mentally, spiritually, and societally where we could correct ourselves, but I think there's a side that doesn't want us to go gently into that good night. They want us to go to sleep and they could, we could be in the wretch phase, you know, the big bullies that are going to come and consume. So I say all that to say, that's very interesting. We will be back tomorrow. I hope that you enjoyed that. Any final words? Single? White? Uh, Yeah. I, I thought of one more thing. Yeah. Um, 
our last podcast, we lost the last four minutes. That's right. So it wasn't like a ton, but you, and so I'm not exactly sure when it cut off, but you were basically outlining your theory on what that George Soros son uh, Twitter post meant that said that was George Soros and the son and Nancy Pelosi. And it said in Pelosi, we trust. And you had like a theory on the deeper meaning that you thought that might have been conveying. You know what's weird is I'm seeing that in blank we trust a lot. Like yeah. it must have been a Democrat talking point mm-hmm. because even in the Twitter slam today, I'm, I'm seeing like in Tupac we trust and like really? anytime someone wants to make a point, it's like. So what I was saying about that is. It, and real quick, you showed me that Megan Rapinoe yeah. picture of what she wore to the yeah. Met Gala and it and same said thing. Same in riff. gay we trust. Yeah. So same thing. Yeah. She has got to be the event horizon of Ugh. personality. Oh, my gosh. So, anyways, um, you want to say, like, you're gay, but with who? <laughs> like, who would be gay with you? Yeah, exactly. That was me. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, what I was trying to say was it was it was an odd thing for little Alexander Soros, you know, trying to make his daddy happy, to say in Pelosi, we trust. Okay, well, where do we know that phrase from? Well, it's on our money. And remember, like, you can look at criminals, and they love to tell you what the game is, just like that Times article. So if I'm covering a little ground, that's what I was was trying to say before that podcast got edited, but not edited, just, you know, maybe powers that BC ghost edited. (laughs) So, um, hey, not everything's a conspiracy, Nick. Oh, now see, that's weird. Stop. Stop. So hopefully we didn't edit it there badly, but we had a minor tech glitch. So we said stop. So anyways, the the money um, for Alexander Soros to say, in Pelosi we trust, if we take the fact that the criminals always want to tell you the game, they always want to telegraph to you what they're doing, well, why would you make that statement, in Pelosi we trust? Okay, well, we could, we could interpret that something funny is about to happen with the money. Um, we're moving from in God we trust to in Pelosi we trust. They're, they're, they're telling us that there is a regime change coming, courtesy of Nancy Pelosi, within the monetary sphere. That's what I would take away from that. I think a second takeaway that you could take away, if you wanted to take away, <laughs> um, is that she is third in line for the presidency. Why is little George Soros there in his Bill Gates um, version of a sweater he's wearing a cardigan a red cardigan you know like it's weird you can dissect these videos and sometimes they don't mean anything because no one planned it that way but then sometimes on a freudian level these things can tell you like what they're saying well red is the color of murder you know we all learned that in the sixth sense red is the color of death Mm. so why is soros wearing that why is little alexander soros um who really needs to update his Twitter bio picture because he doesn't look like that guy at all. No. Um, why is he saying in Pelosi we trust? The, the minimum thing I, I, I can tell you I, I would take away from that is there is some kind of regime change coming economically and most likely to enforce that economically you would have to have a new president um, and a crisis. And I think that's what they were telling us. So I think I think we're all prepared, but I'd get prepared... I posted that Mr. Guns and Gear uh, video in the signal. I highly encourage everybody to read that from just a prepper standpoint. I think he's more approaching it from um, sort of a disaster, which is a great way to do it. Um, But it's a good start, and there's some good equipment to get your hands on if you can still get your hands on it at this time. Um, 
but you'll be fine and we're communicating through signal and we're going to try to set up some other ways to communicate and we're just going to continue to download the truth and go after it and every time they tell us to shut up like they're telling me today on twitter um that's when we know we need to go in harder we're not giving up you're gonna have to disappear us you're gonna have to you know round us up or try or whatever but i think everybody is coming to the conclusion that the game is rigged um it's not they're not giving it back anything that they're taking if we lose it in california i fully expect vaccine passports by monday and i said i could see it being the next day i i'm sure they already have it drafted and ready to go and you're right it could be monday but i wouldn't be surprised if it was the very next day (laughs) just to be like give everyone the middle finger what'll happen is cases will spike all those cases them cases are a spiking (laughs) you know all and oh i have to i'm so sorry we have to do this but if you care you'll do it if you'll care you'll give up your freedoms and that is just such an anathema to the rest of us but in my twitter feed i see people making fun of people who value freedom over health and that's the podcast see you tomorrow